0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Justin Scase, editor of the EHS Daily Advisor and Safety Decisions magazine. Way back in 2012, the Hazardous Waste Electronic Manifest Establishment Act, also known as the E-Manifest Act, directed the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to establish a hazardous waste e-manifesting system. After over five years in development, the EPA is ready to launch the E-Manifest system on June 30th. But what does it all mean for generators and transporters of hazardous waste? Here with us today on EHS on Tap to discuss the new E-Manifest system and how it's going to affect hazardous waste shipment is Phil Camella, a partner in the Freeborn and Peters LLP litigation practice group and leader of the environmental law and toxic torts practice group. With over three decades of experience in environmental law, with a focus on the solid and hazardous waste industry. He regularly counsels owners and operators of landfills, treatment facilities, recycling operations, and waste generators on compliance and, per- and permitting matters. Phil, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I'm looking forward to talking about this topic here.
0: All right, great. So, for starters... Could you give our listeners a little bit of background on what the E-Manifest Act is all about? What were some of the regulatory processes, and how did they develop the technology to put the rule into effect?
1: Okay, well, most people have heard about the Hazardous Waste Manifest System, and in fact, that Hazardous Waste Manifest System really underlies the Resource Conservation and Recovery Act. We've, we've all heard about the RICRA Cradle to Grave Scheme, Mm-hmm. It is the metaphor that's come to define Rikra: the cradle being the point of generation, the grave being the the disposal facility. And everybody has heard about the manifest, this piece of paper, that is supposed to accompany the waste from cradle to grave. Mm-hmm. And the significant thing about this new manifest rule, the E-manifest rule, is that paper is going the way of, of hard Newspapers, books, and board games. Where the mm. manifest is now going digital, the mm. very important change to the to the uh, regulatory um, environment. It's been in development for a long time, and it promises to really affect major changes in the way this system, the hazardous waste program, is being implemented. uh... It, it began. Uh, with some EPA rules in the early 2000s, uh, mostly unsuccessful. And then as you pointed out, uh, Congress did pass the Hazardous Waste, uh, Electronic, uh, E-Manifest Act in 2012. And since, and after that, they, uh, Congress required EPA to go through a number of rulemakings. And lo and behold, June 30th, 2018 is when the, it all unveiled. Hmm. So we're at the cusp of a major rule change here.
0: All right. So what sorts of industries or companies will the E Manifest Act affect the most?
1: Okay, well here here's the here's the rub. It's going to affect anybody that is generating, transporting, disposing, or treating of a federal hazardous waste or a state hazardous waste. Okay. And that last, that last point is a little subtle because one of the features of our regulatory scheme is that most of us are familiar with the federal RICRA hazardous waste program where we have characteristic waste and we have listed hazardous waste. Okay. But there's also state hazardous waste that are unique in Different states, and it's, there's always been a problem when you ship a waste that is hazardous in one state, such as technical, technologically enhanced naturally occurring radioactivity uh, materials from one state to a state where it's not hazardous. How do you deal with the paperwork mm-hmm. flow? Mm-hmm. This rule is affecting not only federal hazardous waste generators, but state. Hazardous waste generators, so it's very significant in that
0: sense. So the effects of the E-Manifest Act will vary from state to state.
1: the The rule is is this is this is another feature of this rule that's very significant. The federal rule is effective in all states, whether the states are authorized to implement the RICREP program or not. Okay. This is a, this is a significant. Change in the way many RICRA rules are promulgated. And those who follow RICRA uh, know that states need to conform their state hazardous waste program to the federal program to make the state program consistent with and at least as stringent as the federal program. Mm. That means that not every federal rule is immediately effect- effective in every state, because some federal rules are, in fact, less stringent mm. than the then-existing state rules. This particular e-manifest rule, Congress specifically said, like it did in the famous 1984 um, Hazardous and Solid Waste Amendments, mm-hmm. that this e-manifest rule is Automatically effective in all 50 states.
0: So okay. It's
1: going to have nationwide impact.
0: Okay. So, do you think that this transition to E manifest is going to be difficult for businesses to adapt to, or even regulators for that matter, or do you foresee it as being relatively painless?
1: Well, here, here I think are the two major changes for generators. And and you really have to distinguish here the waste generators, of which there are about 200,000 or so across the country, and the receiving facilities, of which there are a couple hundred. Mm -hmm. First of all, from the generator standpoint, the most significant thing is that, first, there's going to be a new hazardous waste manifest form. The entire form has been changed from six copies to five copies. Now, this may seem like a minor change, Mm -hmm. but it's like a packet of of tax forms. The right forms have to be submitted. Now, the top form of the new manifest packet says the first form must be submitted to EPA's e-manifest system okay that is a complete change from the prior from the prior packet which means that as of june 30th 2018 all hazardous waste generators have to start using the new forms and it it is in the regulations believe it or not that there is a new form so that is extremely important and it's going to affect all hazardous waste generators the second thing Mm -hmm that's extremely important as well, is that there is a fee associated with this program. This is not just changing paper to electronic. This is not changing writing a letter to writing an email. Mm. There is a fee that EPA is imposing that ranges from $20 to paper manifest to $4 to electronic manifest, $13 for PDFs, and seven dollars if the data is uploaded. This fee EPA is imposing upon receiving facilities, not the generators. It's going to be imposed via the receiving facilities uh, EPA ID number. It will be billed monthly. This is significant. Because even though it sounds like, oh, the generators don't have to worry because they won't have to pay the fee, uh, it seems to me that the receiving facilities, in other words, the landfills, the incinerators, the other treatment facilities out there, are going to be increasing their charges to their customers to make up for the fee. So this is something that, in terms of actual impacts upon generators, the manifest form, mm-hmm. and we we could all expect there to be amendments to contracts or increased fees from from the receiving facilities to the generators. So the cost of generating waste is going to go up. That that is that I think is significant.
0: I see. So Despite the fees that you uh, that you've been talking about, it's often mentioned how going digital provides a certain cost cost savings for business. So, does that hold true with the e manifest system overall? You know, should companies expect to save a little money here?
1: Well, one would think that when you move from paper to digital, there will be a cost savings. Right. What is ironic about this, however? And i talked and I talked to one of my clients that is a that would be a receiving facility
2: mm-hmm. is
1: that they currently don't have any costs for the paper huh except the cost of the piece of paper because they download they print out the form. It's not as if they buy a box of a manifest ah, print uh-huh. out the paper okay right the actual now however. If they ship a piece of paper, if they, sh- if they um, send EPA that piece of paper manifest, it's going to cost them $20 oh, per wow. manifest. Not yeah. per customer, not per day, per manifest. If they send the information digitally, as I said earlier, it's going to range from $13 to $4. So who is saving the money and where's this money going? The answer is, as far as the best I could figure out, is that these fees are supporting the internet web-based e-manifest system. In other words, it's supporting the technology, the software, and the people in state and federal governments that are running this program. I frankly don't see a cost savings to the public,
0: Hmm.
1: which is ironic. Yeah, as, as, as your question pointed out, yes.
0: Okay. Um, so are there any training considerations that employers need to address uh, with regard to e-manifests?
1: Yes. I, I think that it's, it's very important for all generators to have whoever ever in charge of the logistics, the, the administration of manifests or bills of lading, to go on EPA's website, they have a a, a special um, website on the E Manifest, and to review the rule, there are there are a number of EPA uh, webinars and slide presentations, and if somebody's brave enough, they can also go and actually read the rule. <laughs> the one that I would recommend would be the June uh, the January third, two thousand eighteen rule. Okay. There is a lot of training that is associated with this because of of the transition from moving from paper to to digital information. Okay. I wanna highlight something here. Okay. That that's important, that a generator can still use paper. The generator can okay. still use paper. They have to use the new form I mentioned, the five-page form. They mm-hmm. can still fill out the paper manifest. But two, two things to keep in mind if you do that. Number one, EPA is going to want to phase out paper within five years. So paper oh. is going to be phased out, unless there's a rule change.
2: Uh-huh. Number
1: two, the odds are that the generator that uses paper is going to pay a higher fee, a higher contract fee, to their off-site facility. Mm. Because when you send your, your transport or your landfill a paper manifest, they're going to have to either copy that and send it to EPA, and therefore pay $20, or they're going to have to go through the labor of uploading the data, which hmm. is going to cost between 7 and $13, per manifest. I see. So so even though uh, for many generators it may be, well, I'll just continue using the paper, you can still do that, but A, remember to use the right manifest form, and B, keep in mind that it may ultimately cost you more mm. to use paper because of the back charge you're likely to get from many receiving facilities.
0: Mm. So. Do you have any other, just a few general best practices that you'd recommend for our listeners who need to be preparing for the new EM manifest system?
1: Well, well, again, I think I think the number one thing is to, as I said, is to go on EPA's um, website, and they have a number of question and answer um, sections on their website. And the actual rule, it, it's not that long, uh, because there are modifications to 262 and 263 mm-hmm. uh, of the rule, the 262 being the regulations for generators, 263 being for transporters. It's very important to read the rules yourself. Right. Because this is like the tax code. <laughs> uh, it, it's not good getting some of this information secondhand. Uh, and I would, uh, there are a number of um, webinars, I'm putting on one myself in about three weeks, mm-hmm. and there are a number of articles out there trying to summarize uh, what's going on here. But this this is a change, this is a major change, and it's going to take a while, and those who are responsible for this uh, should probably get started, because it is... It is not just um, changing – it's not as easy as changing a piece of paper. It really is a shift in the way uh, manifest are approached.
0: Mm. Well, this has been great, Phil. Uh, a lot of really good best practice ideas for our audience. We're also looking forward to your upcoming webinar on the matter that you just mentioned uh, for even more details on preparing for the new eManifest system. Thank you again for joining us.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Now, to our listeners, if you and your organization want to learn more about e-manifests and how to stay compliant in all of your hazardous waste operations, be sure to join Phil's live webinar, Hazardous Waste Shipment, Best Practices to Prepare for the New e-Manifest System, taking place on Wednesday, March 28th, from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific. For more details and to register online for both a live presentation and its on-demand recording, visit store.blr.com, mouse over the environmental drop-down menu, click on webinars, and find the presentation in our upcoming events schedule. You can also click directly on the link appearing on this podcast episode's EHS Daily Advisor webpage to visit the webinar's registration page. As always, we thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Justin Scase for EHS on Tap.